0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Blacklist, the show where we interview the elite. Today, we have Jennifer Hernandez, branch manager at Loan Depot. um, And she has an amazing story. When I first heard about the story, um, I kid you not, I was super close to tears. um, But she's crushed it. She had an amazing event not too long ago with Ryan Blair. And for those of you who don't know Ryan Blair, Ryan Blair sold his company, one of his companies, for like close to $750 million. So, uh, yeah, she's phenomenal. Super excited to get into the story. And I appreciate you, you being here.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super honored to be here with you today.
0: Awesome. Well, let's dive in. Um, I think first things first is we kind of got to get to know you a little bit more. I know you, um, but I really think the audience would benefit a lot about hearing kind of like these struggles that you came up with um, and how you're also teaching your daughter um, and stuff like that. So if you don't mind, like share a little bit about that and then we'll kind of get into some other stuff.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Uh, So I didn't take the traditional way in um, upbringing in life. I decided to take the hard way in everything I did. I had a sense of abandonment when my mom left when I was 11. Um, And I moved in with my dad and my brother, which is pretty hard for an 11-year-old girl. Um, It's pretty hard for an 11-year-old girl to move in with her, you know, her brother and her father. Uh, So it sent me kind of spiraling out of control within a couple of years. um, Self-sabotaging in a lot of ways running away by the time I was 13, hanging out with gangs, um, lived in the suburbs, but ended up on the streets and people didn't understand why, you know, if people try to get out of the neighborhood instead of go to it.
0: Right. But
1: um, actually writing my book, I came to find out that it was safer for me on the streets than it was actually in my house. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a lot. I didn't have like a lot of abuse. Uh, it was just more like emotional um, and verbal. But for me, it, it was not it was not good for me. Yeah. So I found what I what I related to as my family on the streets and hanging out in bad neighborhoods. Um, my parents struggled trying to save me from myself, but unfortunately, you can't save anybody from themselves. You know, you guys, when when you're doing things, it's there's no one that can stop you but you, um, and that's why I started writing my book so I can share and inspire others. You know. Yeah.
0: And what's the book called?
1: No one can stop me but me.
0: I like that. And when is that coming out?
1: Um, it will be, it will be out next year.
0: Okay. You have like a certain day, certain time. Frame, like,
1: January next year. Oh wow, is, is the target date. Um, yep. It's been moved back a couple of times, but it's really you know it's my life story, so it's so important for me. You know, I really just want to share with you my my learnings, and hopefully, you guys don't have to go through as many things as I've gone through, and have to wait till you're forty four to be able to you know start really changing yourself and learning yeah. about like the trauma that maybe was caused to you that caused you to do a lot of self sabotaging things. You know, for right. me, I was looking for love in all of the wrong places, um, and I think that was the most important thing was to, to feel that. So then when I, um, I was homeless for a while at 17, straight F sophomore year, got kicked out of high school, went to an alternative school. Yeah. My parents locked me up in like adolescence facilities to try to save me from myself. But again, you know, each time they did that, it was worse and worse and worse. So then I started, then I was old enough to actually be incarcerated. So I started going to jail yeah. uh, quite often. And, um, but at 19, I got pregnant with my daughter. I named her Destiny because she was truly that for me. I was going to end up dead or in jail the way I was living. Yeah. Um, so she was my reason to really change it all. And that's really when I started to change.
0: Yeah. See, that's—to that's, that's to me, I hear that again, and I'm like, holy crap. Like, you lived through <laughs> so much stuff, you know? Um. And what does it mean to, like—like, like, you know, for example, your parents, you were mentioning that they were trying to save you from yourself. Why were you still kind of spiraling in that, you know— in that teen stage.
1: Well, I, I didn't know what was wrong, right? I didn't know what piece— what, I didn't know what broke me. I didn't know why I yeah. was doing all of the self-sabotaging things. Like I said, I, as I'm writing my book last year, like I thought— I really thought it was my mother leaving that kind of spent, sent me spiraling out of control because that's like a sense of abandonment, right? Right. Um, but as I'm writing my book, come to realize that like the verbal and emotional abuse— um, even though, like, I love my father. He's great. He's 100% Italian, though, so they're kind of different. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not, you know, he's a little, it, it, it's harsh, but, you know, it's just the way they were brought up, you know? So I don't I don't hold anything against him. Like, I never did. And I gave him so much credit, right? Because he was only 30-something, raising two kids yeah. on his own. He did the very best he could do. Love him dearly. I don't know what I would have done without him because he, <laughs> he would come out at five in the morning, grab me, bring me home. You know, I didn't Damn. call. I disappeared. There was no cell phones. So I put him through a lot and I just didn't, you know, he, he knows not what he do. You know, he does. So I was the one to break that cycle and not until I was writing my book and like going over the manuscript last year, I was like, I found, I figured out that like the verbal and emotional abuse is really, really what sent me to the streets. Yeah. Because I just needed to feel loved and I needed the sense of family and like hanging out with gangs and hanging out on the street. People don't realize that that's what it gives you ways to make money. Um, sense of acceptance, family, uh, love. So good times.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. sometimes. (laughs) You know, like, I think it's good that you're talking about that because a lot of people when they're, you know, listening, they might be going through something similar. They might be going through something even less than what you went through Um, and kind of, you know, see you now and see where you're at and how amazing you are to your daughter and stuff like that. Like that's a, you know, that's, that's great, right? Like you can, you can come up even from, you know, a a lot of stuff because you've been in jail, you've been homeless, you've uh, you know, been in the streets, you've been with gangs, like, you know, you ran away. Like, what else? You know, you basically, like, marked everything that you could have done that's, like, you know, Not bad, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but now let's get into some of the good, good stuff. So I know recently you had an event. Um, looked phenomenal. So tell us a little bit more about that. And are you looking to do some more?
1: So my event was absolutely incredible. Um, for those of you who want to take a look at what we've done, um, mydoover.com is the website. It's mydoover.com. Yeah. Um, you can see all the testimonials. Uh, basically, what I want to do is really just, I don't want people to have to go through 44 years, you know, because I'm 44 years old. I rate, and my daughter, she was born at 20. So, like, some of those bad traits, I rolled over to her and, and my son because I didn't know any better. That's yeah. the way I was raised. How did I know that that was wrong? Same thing with my father, Right. And you you have to think about it. Back in the day, people didn't have motivational speaking, inspiration, True. like none of this stuff. So they they didn't know. And all they ever taught us was, oh, you have to go to college to get a job, to yeah. do whatever. And then, and then like my dad, they, you know, they fire him as soon as they're able to after he worked there for 30 plus years. For what? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so I, I was just, I was like, not about that model. and. I had to learn everything the hard way. And I know that it was so that I can make an impact in others' lives. So that's really, really yeah. where my heart is. So when we did, um, I started working on myself. And as I started rewiring the way I thought, I, of course, had to rewire with the way my kids thought as well. Right, oh, right. Give me a minute.
0: All good. <laughs> okay. Uh, so
1: I had to, as I, um, as I started um, I'm sorry. Give me a second. As okay. I started going through, um, rewiring the way that I thought I also had to teach my children a new way. Of, and also that I was becoming a new person. Yeah. So whatever I may have done wrong before I needed them to forgive me for, because now I I'm somebody different. I'm trying to be different. I'm trying to break those cycles that I was raised into that I did not know were wrong. Yeah. You know? So, um, so I got a mentor, Ryan, uh, became my personal mentor, I started working uh, with his company, um, Altercall, and actually sent my children to his events and both of them, ha- had, like six months after the event, my son was about to be on the verge of being fired. Now he's the most valuable employee. My daughter is an actress. Her agency six months later called her and said, "We don't know what has happened to you. And it's incredible because she's on this this self um, this journey of self like healing and knowing herself like at such a young age. When, you know, thank goodness that, I, that all of this has happened for me because if not, she may be 40 like me and just figuring these things out, you know, right. and seeing the trauma that I may have caused her because I didn't know. Yeah. So it was very important for us to have the event. And I was so blessed to have Ryan come speak on the stage with me as well as my partner, Daphne Pinkney. Um, she's an incredible realtor that I work with, uh, my main referral source. And she's actually on Elena Cardone's team with EXP. So they're nice. doing some big things. Uh, we also had Stormy Wellington out who's a multimillionaire as well. And uh, she, she dropped lots of gems. So guys, mydoover.com, the replay is up there. You can get it. Um, it's it, You can watch the testimonials. People said it's literally changed their life and it will never be the same again. Because yeah. what I told them is, it's like once you hear something, you cannot unhear it. Right. So you're going to go home and my, my voice or somebody's voice that you heard there is going to be in your head. And you're going to be like, wow, is that really happening to me? Yes
0: it is. Yeah, yeah. And who who is it geared towards? Like, who are the people that, you know, go to this event? Who would uh benefit most from it?
1: Honestly, you honestly use these everyone like every life is tough. Like, yeah, so there's something that's going to be said and shared from somebody that's going to touch you. Like this is an imperfect world and we are all imperfect human beings. I don't care how much we work on ourselves. There's no perfect. So it's like we just have to continue. That's why you know as you become more successful we have to continue to do more self growth right because we're next level new level new devil yep <laughs> so if you don't plug into the right communities where you're you're being able to work through those things and continue to go upwards we're kind of just staying in that devil period for too long now when it comes you know when the when the world feels like it's coming in on me now i'm like oh bring it on cuz i know i'm going to another level i have yet to be to yet
0: yeah and but you didn't have that mindset before right what, no. how, how long did it take you to um To kind of like, number one, see what maybe, you know, trauma your kids had. Or I don't know if they have trauma or not. but They did have a little, yeah. Yeah. So, like, how long did it take you to kind of get to that realization of like, okay, I want to be different?
1: Uh, So, it was, I had to be broke down and had to be, I had to lose everything. Yeah. So, I um, was very, I've been in the mortgage industry for 17 years. I was very successful um, right off the bat. And I opened up my own shop. Well, little did I know. That um, everything was going to come tumbling down, right? Damn. So, uh, when I was so think about like my history, when I was when I was twenty five, I built a half a million dollar house. I was making over six figures a year. I had wow. a couple rental properties, got an in ground pool. I thought I was on a MTV <laughs> Cribs, and then the crash came. And in um, two thousand six, I had gave birth to my twins, um, Damien and Angelina. And so when I gave birth to them, like the it was kind of like the crash was starting to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? I had no idea, you know, the mortgages that I was putting people into, they were, the, I did the same thing to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know.
0: That's
1: true. And, and then um, 2008, 2009 came and I had to take like a year off. I just spent it swimming in my pool before they <laughs> took everything away from me. I lost yeah. everything. After I lost everything, I realized that I was not happy in my marriage and I needed to find happiness within myself. So I really, um, I, I decided to file for divorce, lost everything, filed for divorce. And then I was a single mom raising four-year-old twins and two entering into high school, eighth, <laughs> eighth grade and ninth grade.
0: Wow. Which and I, at what age was this?
1: Um, I was, that was 2010.
0: So. Okay. Damn. Yeah. So 12 years ago basically 12
1: years ago so I was 33. Yeah. 33 years old and I'm like so and right at that time I also lost all my friends right because unfortunately like I changed and I made my life about my children, my career, like all of that and so I ended up very much alone. Um and I think really big and a lot of people don't understand the way I think because it's so out, out there they're like get your head out of the clouds. I'm like <laughs> this is not the clouds. This is my yeah. reality. <laughs> so yeah. um so I felt very uh, misunderstood and then you know they always tell you right you find yourself at the at the dar- uh, darkest times you find yourself so much alone right? right and then I also realized at that time like hey like even my family was kind of uh hindering me um, yeah they weren't like uplifting they weren't positive they weren't they they actually at that time were hurting me and I was so hurt already because I had so much going on I was living payday loan to payday loan was I was fun. working yeah. seven days a week Monday through Friday, trying to build back my mortgage business. And it's a hundred percent commission waitressing on the weekends just so I can pay the bills, you know? Yeah. So, um, it, it was a really, really tough time. And I ended up cutting off my family at that time too, because I, I just, I needed to heal and yeah. I needed to go within to do that. So when I found myself alone, I had nothing else to do besides look at myself in the mirror and realize how broken I was <laughs>
0: and grow from there.
1: Yes. And I grew. And you know what the thing is too, is like, people don't realize guys it's okay uh you you can you know forgive everybody for anything that they might have done wrong um but and you don't have they don't have to change like my parents didn't change um you know my sisters didn't you know necessarily like nothing really changed in our life but i changed yeah. and i understood that i have to love and accept everyone for exactly who they are and sometimes we know not what they do and we always have our own time of growing yeah. and you can't really you can't make anybody move faster than their own pace. They have to, like, I had to go through my own hell. Like, and I did since I was 13. The stuff that I put myself with, through was my own living hell. And I was done living it. Right. So, um, you know, I just really just dug within and then found Ryan as a mentor, read his book. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's a multimillionaire. I'm a broke single mom. I can do this. Like.
0: <laughs> yeah. And his life is, uh, you know, also like he's gone through so much shit, you know? Yeah. Like so much shit. I think it's, yeah. So that's a. Uh, it's cool that you found him because, to be honest, he's uh, a very, 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 very successful entrepreneur. Like huge, you know. So
1: wait till you see what we're doing now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know that's good, and he, has, yeah. It, anyways, this interview is not about necessarily him. It's <laughs> it's more about you. But um, yeah, I I want to say like it's very inspiring to hear this story multiple times because, um, you don't you know. A lot of people don't go through a lot of that stuff. Um, And you're very open about it. You're very open about being like, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, I wasn't the best mother or uh, I was going through some shit or I needed to go through hell. Like, I actually really like what you said about not being able to change anybody else, but changing yourself and accepting them and loving them still. Like, you know, because they're not, they're not, uh, yeah, you're like taking full responsibility almost, you know? We have
1: to. We have to be 100% responsible for ourselves. You know, there was a period of time, like, when I realized, like, I was talking about people. And it was when I was married and I was obviously unhappy, but I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. So I, instead I talked about other people because it made me feel better about the fact that I was so unhappy, mm. but when I was losing everything and like the friendships were going away and I was losing everything, I really had a and the money was gone. So the yeah. money sometimes pacifies us because we just take a vacation. We go out and buy ourselves something. <laughs> we do something to make ourselves feel good. And it's, I feel good for a little bit of time. And then reality sets in when the money's gone. So that's why sometimes in life, we have to be broke down and everything has to be taken away so we can be re- rebuilt back up. Yeah. But like and be more. So I had to look in the mirror at myself and say, what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like there's something wrong with me. And it was because I was not happy. And once I got out of that situation and I, I realized that and I just started my process.
0: But you know, what you said that, that I really liked. You said the money pacifies us. That is so true. Like, we continue to keep, uh, like, quiet or, or, like, our we, like, uh, put blinders on almost when the money's there. And then when the money's not there, it's, like, you really have to take a look at, like, holy shit, like, what the fuck's going on, you know? Like, you actually take an internal look at stuff that's going on either with you or anything like that.
1: Yeah, and if we don't, we will be broken down to nothing because yeah. in, only at the time when you have absolutely nothing— and you have no way to pacify yourself or no way to escape any of your reality is going to come. Yeah. You're going to have to say like, what's happening right here? Right. And you're going to have to take inventory. So that's why I said it doesn't matter. Like everybody may not have all of these traumas that I have or like had the same life, but everybody's going through some of these things, you know? And the more money we have, I feel like the more problems that come. So Yeah,
0: 100%. Um, well, I think, yeah, the book is going to be phenomenal then. Like for I people know. that, yeah, because hearing your story is great, but I think, you know, when people pick up a book, and they read through it, and they, you know, internalize it, and they kind of relate to it, I think it's going to move people. Um, and that's the goal, right? To impact them, to move them, to to do something yeah, about absolutely. it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And to, because we want to start breaking the cycle. The world is a broken place. And if we, the thing is, is that my children are going to have children. If we all don't start doing a little bit, yeah, what does that look like?
0: It's true. It's true. It's kind of scary. <laughs> and, you know, um, you, you said, like, Right now, when you look at problems, you're very much like, okay, bring it on because you kind of, you have that confidence in yourself, right? Um, when it comes to like the mortgage industry right now, because uh, <laughs> a lot of people I think are scared. They, they just don't know what's happening, right? It's just uh, real estate in general. It's just kind of like, just wasn't what it was when it was popping. I don't know, like uh, six, six, months, th- ago? Yeah, six <laughs> months ago, you know? So how does it, how is it like on your end? What do you kind of do to kind of navigate the waters or do people have it wrong? Like, yeah, tell me your thoughts.
1: Uh, people have it wrong, guys. Now is the best time to buy. Hence, why you see all the news about j p. Morgan is about to be the largest landlord in the country, yeah. because he's smart and he knows that there's a shortage of homes first of all, because we stopped building for so long, and we were, we are no longer and have not been doing bad mortgages for a very long time. like everybody has had to prove all of their income, put larger amounts of money down, like none of that type of lending that we did before is out there so. The problem right now isn't— There's no problem, really. We just had to slow it down because there wasn't enough homes. On, there wasn't even enough inventory. Right. So they had to— There's There's not enough inventory. Then we had COVID. Then we have shortage of supplies. It's a perfect <laughs> storm.
0: Yeah. But it is
1: the greatest time in the industry. If you're a realtor or, or a loan officer— 50%—they said, like, an estimate of, like, 35 to 50% of loan officers were going to be out of the industry by the end of the year. Thank yeah. you. So this is my <laughs> slowdown before my ramp up. So I'm taking this time right now to, like, pour more into me, finish the book. Um, I'm doing a lot with Ultra Call with Ryan's company. Yep, yep. I'm trying to help others heal because that's obviously, like, my heart. Um, and for me, you know, when you align your purpose and your uh, passion with what you do for a living, it no longer becomes work. So I— right wanted my own branch so I could have more of my income so that I can create change in other people's lives. So I've been able to donate a large amount of money to nonprofits. We sent a couple people to rehab last year. Yeah. One of them is actually my ex-husband and he has been clean and sober for one year now. Yeah. Um. So it's, you know, it's incredible. And the only way I'm able to do that is because, um because I, I have a little bit more income and in, so that I can make change in people's lives. And once I align those two, it's like, it's not work. Like it's, my heart like this is really and i never understood why it was i was so attached to the mortgage industry and it was like second nature for me it's because i'm helping people yeah so guys don't worry about this market it's coming back interest rates have come down quite a bit in the last couple of weeks uh so i'm they're going to come down eventually right it's it's just a cycle and they had to slow it down because there wasn't enough inventory they couldn't even get supplies do you see the price of supplies yeah. how it increased so it's just the perfect storm um, but owning real estate is the best thing that we can do. So yeah. you definitely want to buy no matter what.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. It's definitely good hearing from, you know, an expert, you know, yeah. for sure. Um, and in terms of like the impact that you want to make, because I like that. Like, I think the, the you being a branch manager is like the vehicle for you to create change, for mm-hmm. you to kind of step into your purpose. Is that right? Yeah. Because um, I know you love that industry, but I, I can tell from like us speaking, it's like you want to do more than just that, right? And yeah. h- how does that look like other than the book or the events? Like,
1: um, I don't know the whole… Uh, I, 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 the, the, the big goal for me uh, really yeah. is to eventually, you know, turn my book into a motion picture so that we can impact the world because more people will watch it through film yeah. than they will to read my book. Yeah. And especially like when I was growing up and when I was going through the things that I was going through, I wasn't picking up a book. actually never… This is a true story. Never read a full book in my life until I read Ryan's book, uh, which is very <laughs> interesting. Um, and, you know, when you're when you're going through the things in the life that I was living, like I'm not, we're not reading. Yeah. So
0: yeah. like
1: if my movie can come out, guess what? My movie's going to grab them. Right. Because it's going to. And when you can hear from somebody who relates to you, it's just so it's just making a graver impact in the world, like in the world, because I know that change has to start now. And we have to get a lot of people in alignment to make change because I don't know what that will look like for our kids if we do. That's true. So um, there is a much bigger impact for me, but I, I have to use uh, uh, my mortgage is my first love and helping people achieve home ownership so that I can, you know, have the funds to do these other things and really fulfill my heart. But my, yeah. my book will be a motion picture eventually and more, um, more speaking events, more impact, you know, that's it.
0: You know, it's crazy to me to hear that like your first book was the one that you read by Ryan and it moved you. Like it, you know, made such a change. And I think that's why like, I think that's why books are so important. So like when yours comes out, you're right. It's not, it might not get a lot of people to like read it because they, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people read. But I think like, you know, for it to move people like how you were talking about, uh, they first got to pick up the book and actually read it. A lot of people will buy books and they never go through them. But that motion picture, like… Tons of people are watching Netflix and Hulu and everything every single day. It's just getting away to people can getting away for people to consume what they already consume now. You know, so I think that's I think that's good because um, your book does definitely have the potential to change a lot of people the same way that Ryan's did. You know, and if you did it that way as well, it's like boom, just you know, accelerates know. both.
1: Yeah, because and truthfully, that's the thing about Ryan's book the only reason i probably finished that book is because it re- the beginning of it related so much to my story i was like
0: <laughs> yeah i had
1: to finish reading it yeah. i was like this is me <laughs> like what's going on here but he's a, he's living in the hollywood hills and i'm broke single mom so this is not working yeah <laughs> so
0: no that's that's good and right now with like motherhood and stuff like that what have you uh what have you learned from like maybe your experiences to what you're kind of teaching your kids now
1: <laughs> so motherhood so that is uh my biggest success in life will be like who my children become and what they know, what they do in their lives. Um, because it, that is the toughest job I've by far ever had in my life. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's a challenge. And, you know, especially when we were raised so differently and there's so much more motivational speaking people healing, like, you know, just doing better for themselves at such a young age. They, they expect a higher level from us, you know? So, and we don't know that as parents, that's why a lot of parents have a lot of problems with a lot of their kids. And that's why I'm really hoping that like sharing and being so vulnerable and so open about like some of the things that, you know, I'm, I'm able to help them because it's, it, 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 I mean, me, and my daughter, we were not talking and she, you know, she's, I, I raised her since I was 20, like yeah. Yeah, bad, that hurt. And we, I also got to a point, so because I allowed to uh, to let people continually treat me less than I deserve to be treated. Yeah. Uh, uh, my kids seen that. So if they seen other people treating me that way and I accepted it, why wouldn't they think it's okay to treat me that way? Right. So when they got older and I started healing and I was like, oh, hold on, I have to cut all these people off. They're no longer allowed to treat me this way. And I started doing the work on myself. But then my kids, you know, they seen it. It was learned behavior. So yeah. why wouldn't they like... They're my kids. Like, if I'm accepting it from anybody else, of course I'm going to accept it from them, right? Yeah. But I had to tell them, like, uh, this will rip my heart out of my chest to not have anything to do with you for you to understand that I'm changing and I am different, but I need you to forget about the person that I was before or whatever I might not have done right and understand that I am a new person and I'm sorry, but I didn't know what I was doing. I was young, you know. I was 20 years old being the best mom I could and I raised my stepson since he was four. So I was a mom of two, Yeah, really. And, you know, it's hard when you're not the actual mother either, you know, but you're trying to do the best to to help him. So I had to sit them down and tell him, like, you see me cut everybody off. I will cut you off and it will destroy me. But yeah. I promise, like, you have to understand that I can't take this from you because it hurts me to, I, I can't heal because you are hurting me when you treat right. me less than, you know. So, yeah. so we were able to grow and to you know, their their journeys of their self. Like, we've just been able to grow and it's just been so great. But like, people don't understand, you know. they That must have been
0: difficult. So difficult. difficult.
1: Like, our kids want more from us. Yeah. And if we don't do the work, you're not going to talk to them because they're not going to have anything to do with you because they're on a journey that's different than our journey. And we may not have done the right things or treated them the right way because we had kids younger and we didn't know, you know. So we all have to do our work. Yeah. That's it.
0: See, that is like, that takes courage. You know, that takes courage to stop, change it all, cut people out and to know what's going to help you to make you better, you know? And how's it like now, though? Like now that you've done the work and all that type of stuff, how's it like?
1: It's incredible. And everybody. So this is the thing, right? Maybe they didn't do the work, but now they're starting to do the work. They're starting to do the work. They're starting to change. They're following my lead. So it's just, you know, they say, change the mother, change the father or heal the mother, heal the father, heal the family. So everybody will come along at their own pace. And you just, the thing is, is you can't hold, um, the biggest problem is, is we can't hold anger or um, disappointment. Like we can't have any hatred, disappointment, anger at anyone. We have to forgive all of that. Because if you don't, you are the one that's a prisoner. Nobody else. Nobody, mm. nobody is trapped in that anger that you have or that hatred that you have except for you. So you have to let it all go. Forgive everyone for everything. Protect yourself, set up good boundaries, but continue to heal. And then, and then they'll come along. And I, everybody's back in my life. And it was only a short period, you know, but it was a necessary period for me to heal. Otherwise, the damage would have just kept, I wouldn't have gotten out of there. And I didn't even finish telling you. So four and a half years ago, payday loan to payday loan. Last year, I made over seven figures. Uh, finally got my manuscript for my book. I'm an investor in Alter Call, which.
0: Phenomenal. That's <laughs> full circle. Yeah, full circle for sure.
1: <laughs> so, and I just, it's funny because I used to sit in the back of the room at Vaisalus and listen to him speak. And it was at that time when I cut everybody off and I was being inspired from like his leaders from the stage. And I never heard that stuff, right? Because I was a mom and I worked and I didn't have time. Never got to be inspired like that. I didn't know about that stuff. So when I was in the back of the room, I was like, oh, what's happening here? I need to be here. And I was so broke. I would take a payday loan just to get there, just so I can hear because I knew I needed change. So you... The thing is, is you have to, everybody wants to buy stuff, okay? I spent over six figures hiring a mentor before I bought myself a Louis bag. Why? Because if I invest in me, I, I don't lose. Because the only way I lose is if I quit. And I've got no quit in me.
0: So, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. And see, that's why it's so, it's so inspiring, right? You went from a ton of different shit that you went in your teens to, you know, realizing that shit, looking at it internally, fixing it with your own family um, and then having a successful career now, like, I don't even think you're at your peak yet, you know, like you're just getting started, right? Like, I and, feel like that too. Yeah. Like 100%. I'm not close. <laughs> no, not even. You're like just barely, you know, starting speaking. You're doing all the steps up The book is going to launch. Like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see where you go from here. Cause it is truly inspiring from somebody to go from there to where you are now, you know, super. So, um, I know we ran out of time, but where can people find you?
1: Um, You can find me on Instagram at I am Jen Hernandez. It's I am J-E-N-N Hernandez. Uh, Follow me on Instagram. Um, Also, mydoover.com. And you'll be able to Google me, I think. uh, (laughs) We're working on that.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you.
1: No, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.